0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello there. Hello there. I'm Jake. I'm
1: Michael.
2: And this is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast. Let's get her done. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um... Today we have something special for you.
1: Yes, yes.
2: For the month of May, we're going to do this thing that we're calling The Story So Far, mm-hmm. where we kind of dissect a series in our convoluted way. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna do it in parts. And the first story we're doing is My Hero Academia. <station openingouch files>
1: yeah. I can't actually use you say run, so I'm, going to, I'm just gonna <laughs> sing it myself. <customs> <shot>
2: yeah. So I'm I'm excited. It's it's gonna be a a fun roller coaster ride. Yes. Um. So we're gonna to try to keep it concise and clear. Um, this is part one. Um, we're not sure how many parts it's going to be entirely, I suppose. I mean, obviously the story is not done, but we'll be, you know, taking it all the way up to present, um, for the first two episodes, primarily it's going to be anime content. Yeah. And then it's definitely going to, you know, fly off into the manga after that because it's way farther Mm -hmm. in advance. Mm -hmm. So just be warned about that. If you don't want to be spoiled, you can enjoy the first two parts for sure. But, um, you know, once we get into manga content, we'll let you know. And if you want to click off, we understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to prefix the story. So if anyone doesn't know about what My Hero Academia is about, primarily it's about this kid named Deku who you'll see in the middle uh, with the green hair. Uh, and they live in a world of quirks. So essentially people have abilities that they're born with either based off their parents or some type of evolutionary trait. And it gives them certain abilities. But they're quirky because they usually have some type of drawback. Like, for an example, one dude has a, a laser beam that shoots out of his stomach, but if he does it too often, he gets cramps Yeah, and has to poop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just, like, an example of the quirkiness of the abilities in this world. Um, so in the beginning... There was a person called the Mother of Quirks. So she came to be known this after her death. She was the mother of Chikara Yotsubashi, also known as Destro, who we'll get into at a later time.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Um, Destro was the founder and former commander of the Meta Liberation Army. Keep in mind that that will also be referenced in future parts.
0: keep this in
1: your notes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) she got this title because she was the first person to use the word quirk to describe meta abilities now Destro's mother lived in an era of chaos where quirks were feared and quirk users were hated she gave birth to Destro who having a quirk began to be discriminated against and despised hmm when her son Chikara was born, she had to see how he was marginalized and scorned because he was born with power. She spoke out against the discrimination by claiming that his power didn't make the kid a monster. His power was simply one of his quirks. She begged people to change to make a world where her child and others with powers have the same rights and considerations as everyone else. Her words fell on deaf ears and she was murdered by anti-quirk faction. Uh. Over time, the government co-opted her words when they brought order back to the world, and quirks were accepted. Therefore, the woman became known as the mother of quirks. However, the acceptance of the quirk was accompanied by quirk regulations that restricted their use. Shikawa Yosubashi, the son of the mother of quirks, mm. felt that the government had stolen the words of his mother without understanding what she truly wanted and rebelled against the regulations. He went on to find the Meta Liberation Army, again, prefix that'll be mentioned at a later time, under the name Destro, in order to defend his mother's wishes. All right, so off rip, you can kind of see um, that there was some discrimination in the beginning of this evolutionary time. Yep, And, you know, within, like like in today's world, pretty much you see um, activists and like different people calling for change of human rights. So it seems kind of similar in that vein yeah. and it was somewhat successful but like today's world you know everyone has their own opinions on what that may be you know
1: yeah so then uh eventually as time went on quirks became more and more commonplace
2: frequent and accepted at the time yeah but that's also due to another character Named All for One. Dun, 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 dun. So I want to prefix All for One ever so slightly. Just because in this era, he's kind of ancient and the main villain of this story. You'll see yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. And um, during this time, All for One had the ability to give and take quirks from people. Yeah, So he's kind of manipulated the world in a sense in his domain. Because for people who want quirks... He's Mm -hmm. given them to them, but with a price. Yeah. And for those who don't want their quirks, he's removed them, but for a price. So he's kind of manipulated behind the scenes. He's very much
1: like a mob boss.
2: uh, Yeah, very mafia esque. You know, very like, you know, if you've seen the Batman recently, (laughs) you know that like Falcone ran the city. Yeah. It's kind of similar, like behind the scenes. I do
1: you a favor, you do me a
2: favor. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Um, all for One also had a brother. <laughs> and All for One's brother had no quirk. He was born quirkless. Yes. So, All for One... My it, god
1: damn it. What? <laughs> this fucking chainsaws in the background. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I really hope you can't hear that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not murdering or anything. Uh, it's just... Uh,
1: Chainsaw Man's happening off screen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so just ignore that yeah, if you can hear it. Um, but all for one wasn't, he doesn't have love. He's pretty much an empty vessel of hatred and, 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 uh, evil. Yeah. But he did have love for his brother and he wanted his brother to join him in his quest for dominance. Yeah. But his brother refused. Um, so all for one gave him a quirk. Um, it was a, a stock stockpile quirk, excuse me. Yeah. And basically, that means that it can, like, you know, stock up po- uh, power and etc. with you know, throughout years or experience or vice versa. And what All for One didn't realize was is that his brother actually did have a quirk. His quirk was that he can pass on his quirk to others. Yes. So, the stockpile quirk and the quirk of passing on fused. His brother rebelled against All for One and it became known as One for All. Yeah. Which leads us to present day, where we have the hero called All Might. Yes. So the story takes place with this kid named Deku, or Midoriya Izuku is his full name. And he's a quirkless kid in a world full of people who have quirks. And his dream is to become a hero. So because quirks are accepted in society, there has now become this trope or this position of being an actual superhero and fighting crime but it's like licensed by like the government and by your cities and you have to have paperwork and regulations and different things to actually
1: um be be a part of that and quirks have become so commonplace that being quirkless actually is more of a minority than it's actually
2: kind of discriminated against that you're quirkless now so it's kind of come full circle and
1: you know Right.
2: Around, or a 180, rather. Um... So at this point Deku has dreams of being a hero. He he idolizes this the number 1 hero named All Might. Right. Who is this guy who has like a bunch of USA type moves. They're like yeah. Detroit Smash. I'm and, here, you know. Yeah, like he's very American cuz he did an internship in America. Yeah. He's like, you know, everyone's favorite hero and he's considered the symbol of peace. Pretty much he keeps order by himself. He's so strong. Right. So every every child in Deku's you know, area of, of, uh, age is kind of obsessed and wants to be like all might. Right. Right. He's a symbol of peace. Yeah. So in that vein, um, he, he comes into this dilemma of the fact that can he be a hero while being quirkless? Yes. And everyone pretty much tells him no. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. And he, he gets bullied a lot. Yeah he's kind of timid and like a nerdy kid. And he, he writes like all these notes about heroes. He's like obsessed with heroes. He loves them. He's a, he's a geek, Yeah, you know, essentially. Right. And he wants nothing more to be that. So what you can see on the screen here, it's his mother and Deku crying as he's a child. When he starts to realize that his aspirations of being a hero are faulty, it seems like the only one who says he can to some extent is his mom. But even she's like consoling him and saying that she's sorry that he wasn't born you know, special to yeah. be. You know, fr- you know, it's kind of sad. You know, in that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, I want to mention, and this is a good place to introduce another character, Bakugo. Bakugo. So Bakugo is a classmate of Deku who t- gave him the name Deku. Now Deku means loser, so it's not an endearing term, right? In the sense, um, and he's constantly bullying him because Bakugo has a quirk. Um, what what is his quirk's actual name? Explosion. Explosion. So basically he he, he sweats nitroglycerin. Yeah, he sweats basically gas, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he can use it to make explosions. So basically, hence the word explosion for his quirk name. And he's pretty much pretty special, like in a sense that he's skilled. He's number one in his middle school. Everybody thinks he's so cool. I mean, his name literally means victory. I'm pretty sure. Does it really? mm mm-hmm. Oh, damn. So it's just one of those things. So he's very arrogant, and for some reason, he just can't stand Deku, even though he's known Deku his whole life. So he pretty much just bullies him and, you know, comes at him for being quirkless and says that he can never be a hero yeah. and all that stuff. So that's, that's a part of it in this realm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then comes the one fateful day. Deku is coming home from school. And he gets attacked by a slime villain, but he gets saved by the man, the myth, the legend. Almighty! Almighty! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it comes to
2: a situation where Deku is um, saved by All Might and he's like starstruck. Yeah, you know. In general and he wants to talk to all might but there's something going on with all might you hear you see like this inner monologue where he's saying he doesn't have a lot of time left and you're wondering what that means so he's like you know thank you it's great to see you bye and he dips off right and he's like leaping in the air like super like almost flying pretty much but not and he's like why am i feeling a little heavy and Mm. he sees that deku is on his leg (laughs) being like wait wait i need to talk to you and he's like yo what is good about this kid and um basically he uh ends up landing and like you know making sure deku is safe and everything but in that process he sees that all might has run out of time and he poofs yeah. into this really skinny drug looking version of all might <laughs> <laughs>
1: This frail I, skeletal man yeah
2: maybe we should look that up actually can we find a, an image of a uh, skinny all might
1: i mean i he's kind of there. he's like he's there yeah
2: you can see so this is like The section where he's meeting him, right? So, when they... First of all, this is a secret. So, basically, what happened was is that All Might had fought all for one at one point in time. All Might is a successor of the Quirk one for all. He's the seventh? Yes. So he's the seventh user of One for All. So that explains why he was so strong in the first place because hundreds of years have passed by and One for All has been stockpiling all that time with each different user. And it's basically the user's destiny to fight All for One and finally defeat him. Now, none of them have been strong enough at this time because All for One is so powerful and One for All was kind of a baby quirk you know, up until this point. Right. But All Might is the first one to actually defeat All for One, but it came at a cost. Yeah. So his body is damaged, and he can't maintain the abilities of One for All for much longer and be successful.
1: I think it's like a total of three hours or something.
2: Yeah. So he's looking for a replacement, a.k.a. a successor. Yeah. And it's the funny thing is that All Might was originally quirkless as well Mm. before receiving the quirk from his senpai, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So then, like Deku asks him, it's like, "Can I be a hero?" Even though I am Quirkless, and his first answer is is no. No.
2: <laughs> so obviously, Deku is destroyed, and yeah. to some degree. But the thing about Deku is that no matter how many times he's been told that he can't be a hero, he still wants to be a hero. Yeah, and still cares to be a hero and wants to save people.
1: Yeah, and still tries. Like, cause then he comes home from that, and that slime monster returns. And is now attacking Bakugo.
2: Who happened to be com- in the area. Yeah. As well.
1: So then. And. There's like. bias stands all around. And like the slime person's holding him hostage. And stuff. And no one's going to rescue Bakugo. So Deku decides on himself. To try and rescue him.
2: So All Might is in the crowd. At the time. And is. I think. Either A cannot transform yet. Because this. He hasn't recovered. Or is like just getting there and assessing the scene and out of nowhere you just see Deku sprint. Yeah. Sprint towards the slime monster jump on it and try to stop Bakugo from getting you know uh eaten I guess.
1: Oh uh, no like possessed or whatever. No because he was kind of like getting sucked into it. Uh, I thought like it was like the slime monster was trying to hide in somebody.
2: No, that. no, no. So the slime monster is this giant thing. And Bakugo's like getting stuck. And he's slowly putting Bakugo in the inside uh, of oh, no, yeah. I'm the thinking slime monster. Of, I'm thinking of the first one. The first yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, what happens is that All Might ends up saving both of them. Because obviously Deku can't yeah. <laughs> do anything. And um, All Might has a realization that Deku's inert... Impulse to save people shows that he does have the qualities to become a hero. Yeah, and he bestows one for all upon Deku.
1: So this is where, and this is where,
2: this and scene- this is the shot where All Might says, "You can be a hero to him." Yeah, which will is like honestly a monumental scene that changed Deku's entire life. Like, if this was like after all that, and All Might was still like, no, nah. <laughs> yeah, like who knows what path he would have? Maybe yeah. Deku would have ended up on, you know, in general. So that brings us to UA. Yes. So essentially there's this hero high school. There's several in the, the in the area, district or country, but there's one in particular in Deku's, you know, vicinity that's called UA. And it is one of the top hero schools that's where All Might went to school. Yeah. And he applied and now has to take the entrance exam.
1: Yeah, so there's like a whole big training montage that's like your body is too weak to wield. <laughs> yeah, so all. like
2: the thing about All Might is that when All Might uh took the took the powers from his uh, uh his predecessor, he despite not having a cork prior, his body was such in good shape that he was able to use 100% of One For All from the beginning yeah Deku is not that way he's just a flimsy little kid so he has this whole like training montage on the beach where he like cleans trash and stuff yeah and he gets super ripped but even then he has a drawback of using um one for all and you can say that also one for all was transferred by consuming DNA of the predecessor so Deku pretty much ate in all my hair
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: And the thing about All Might, All Might is not not just skinny All Might in Weak Forever. He still has the Embers of All for uh, one for All, excuse me, but he, he can only he has a time limit. To how long he can use the yeah. abilities until it's completely out of his system. It's almost like when you take medicine and it's like still in, still in your body for like a few days after taking it. It has like a half-life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like that. The vestiges
1: of... Yeah, NFL. it keeps...
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It keeps it keeps it in there for a slight time. It one for all almost has like a, sen- a sentience to it. To some mm. extent, the way they describe it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when Deku acquires one for all and initially starts to use it, he's using it at 100%, but his body can't take it. So anytime that he does something, like throws a punch at 100%, his arm gets completely broken and destroyed. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, a conflict in the character that he has to overcome.
1: Right, because like the whole big thing with the entrance exam... Is like it's a field test of sorts, where it's like, all right, there's robots you can fight and stuff, and there's like rescue situations, and yeah, like, and he uses his power once to save another major character. Would you say is is Ochako a major character? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. yeah. So
2: he ends up like like Michael was saying, he ends up uh, helping during the entrance exam. So it's another it's another. uh display of Deku's urge and necessity to save people, even at the expense of his own goals or his own ambition. So he ends up saving... Uravity, <laughs> yeah. or Ochako, which is a female uh, protagonist in the show, and ultimately, from what we suspect, a love interest of Deku. Because um, Deku it gets flustered the minute he sees her, because he's a nerd. Yeah. And she ends up you know starting to like him too. But that's important because he doesn't have a hero name at this time, but she she decides to call him Deku, or says he, she should use Deku, Yeah, and and turn it into something that once meant loser into something that's great. And yeah. he really likes that idea and kind of adopts that and that's why why she's kind of important in the beginning of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and so basically he passes um the, the test by the skin of his teeth.
1: Yeah, because like the robot he saves her from is like this huge monstrosity, but it costs zero points. So like but like there was a secret system where we're like oh there's rescue points, so he gets a bunch of rescue points, and that's how he passes.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty much a cop out, but <laughs> but hey, but hey, hey, it works, right? It works, and um, this is where he gets accepted, and Bakugo also gets accepted to UA, of course, which he can't stand that Deku is there yeah. because how he's also confused because he knows that Deku. Quirkless. was quirkless. But now Deku has a quirk. Yeah. So goes extra pissed because he feels like he's been lied to this whole time Yeah, that Deku was just playing him for a fiddle. And yeah. pretty much at this point, you get the main cast, which yeah. is Class 1A. Class 1A. Of the freshmen. If you want to put it oh. in American terms.
1: Oop. There, they are. there
2: you go. <laughs> if you want to put it in American terms, this is the freshman year class. And you get to meet... The main cast, uh, Kirishima, who is the red guy with the red hair. You get to meet Ida, who is in this uh, the kind of like mech suit
1: type looking thing. This is the one thing I have to say I give credit to um, My Hero for, is that, you know, there's that anime trope of like spot the main character in the room sort of thing. And like with My Hero, it feels like there is no, like that trope is kind of like, bypass because everyone is so wacky yeah design that it's like oh they're all their own little main characters he's
2: also for the most part been very good about giving everyone a chance to shine yeah you know like everyone gets their own opportunities but we'll get there when we get
1: yeah i mean (laughs) if you're a male i guess (laughs) stop Uh,
2: stop momo gets some shine
1: uh, sure yeah froppy froppy <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever whatever yeah,
2: okay. anyway um you get to meet the you know the peeps in his class and you start to slowly see deku formulating himself as a contender in his class now one of as he studies in ua he gets curriculum in how to become a hero so there are training courses that are involved right um where the class is put against each other and there was this section where Bakugo and Deku had to fight against each other. Yeah. Now, to me, I'm not. we're not going to get into, like, every little nitty-gritty detail about everything, um, about all the other, you know, students and everything. We're primarily going to focus on, like, the main characters and, like, main moments. Mm. Like, when side characters get a moment, we'll talk about them, you know, or if yeah. they're relevant to a main scene or whatever the case may be. Um but you see this i want to mention briefly that you you get this fight scene with deku and and bakugo and this is I, i'm not i'm not wrong right this is before he learns full calling, right oh yeah okay Way okay more. okay i just want to yeah, make sure yeah. i'm not i don't want to you know get something wrong so <laughs> basically you see that this is the first time that Deku's kind of stood up for himself yes. against Bakugo and you start to see this change like you get this montage of like flashbacks and stuff when they're kids and you pretty much see Deku get bullied and and, and verbally abused and physically abused by Bakugo and his clique all yeah. the time. And he he even when that's the case, Deku's still reaching out his hand to help Bakugo if he's in trouble. Like, I think he fell in the water and Deku was the first one to go and save him. Mm. And I think that's infuriating Bakugo, like, to some extent. Um, I think that infuriates Bakugo because he has a superiority complex. So this quirkless little kid is trying to help him who's supposed to be number one. You know, because he also admires All Might and wants to have dreams of becoming, you know, the the number one hero, which is what Deku wants as well. Um, And you get this montage of basically like, you know, it's kind of a draw, I believe. Right. Not one person wins or the other. Uh, I don't remember, to be honest.
1: Well, Deku wins because he sets up your gravity to steal because the whole objective for that class is like two classmates are the villains, two are the heroes. The villains are defending a nuclear weapon sort of thing. And the heroes have to go and confiscate it or, or take him. down the heroes. I mean, the villains, excuse yeah. me. So uh, he sits up uh, Ochako to grab the bomb with, like, an uppercut blast, whatever thing. And because, like, uh, Bakugo is trying to get a fight, right? He's like, square off of me. Like, I'm going to show you I'm the best. And, like, he already is pushing it because, like, he's got these gauntlet things that store up his sweat. And they can do, like, these huge bursts. And he lets one loose in the building. And it's, like, this massive explosion. And literally, all might's like, you do that again and you will be disqualified sort of thing because it's that dangerous.
2: Well, I think, like, it's a good time to discuss, like, Deku versus Bakugo's ideology at this point in time. Mm. So, like, Deku is more about saving people and making sure people are okay. Yeah. While Bakugo is more like destroying the villains and it doesn't matter what happens in the wake as long as that's something that occurs. So Bakugo is not like, because there's there's levels to being a hero, right? Like obviously you got to stop the villains, but you also have to protect the people and you have to be one with the people, like serving the people, like the people have to like you.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Bakugo's whole thing is that he values strength over everything else and Mm -hmm. it's like i be the best hero you have to be the strongest hero so that's
2: yeah yeah, that's his mentality and that's not necessarily the case as we all will learn yeah as we go on um so at this time and one of you know one of their training arcs we have the introduction of our villain cast to some Mm. degree where we get the first glimpse of the League of Villains. League of Villains. So, what happens is there's this character named Shigaraki. Who has these, like, hands, like, on him and things of that nature. And um, he's pretty much has a core called Decay. So, if he touches you with all five fingers, you will turn into dust. Yeah. Um, there's also... Uh, Kurogiri, right? Yep. Who is like this smoke cloud character who can teleport people through his like cloud aura. Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. And they also. Was there someone else at that time too?
1: Um, This boy. The Nomu.
2: So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I just want to make sure. So there's also this thing that you see in front of us called, or behind us rather, the USJ Nomu. So a Nomu, from what we find out in this section, is a person who has been implemented with multiple quirks
1: yeah and it's basically like an amalgamation of a person
2: of a person yeah so it's like this so there's this whole theory that like people who contain multiple quirks will reach like this point called the singularity where they end up like evolving into something different You know, yeah, and this is kind of like the first uh glimpse of what that looks like, right? Which is kind of horrifying, but this thing was incredibly strong. Um, it was something that only All Might could take out, and he barely did it.
1: Well, because like um, Shigaraki like says like they this thing has been designed to fight against All Might. Yeah, and like you see, like it because it's was it the quirks are like it's got like a it's got regeneration mm-hmm. first off and then it's kind of got this like resistance against blunt force or something yeah so like all my is just wailing against this thing and it's like doing nothing and it's kind of just like whatever and then it's, it hits him back
2: yeah so that's the thing and like that's where it kind of comes into play with one for all too because all my does defeat it but like barely and like you can argue all Might is not Prime All Might, which is kind of established from the beginning that Prime All Might was almost undefeatable right. in terms of what like, you know what they've seen in this world so far. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, who knows if Prime All Might would have such a problem with it? But at this point in time with his abilities, All Might barely beat him. And it shows also that he had to dig deep. Yeah. You know? And it again references the sentience of his quirk and that he's, you know, Asking the users, the past users, to lend him the strength to defeat this creature.
1: And I owe in that, like, uh, Deku also kind of helps him with this. Because, like, he kind of... Oh, what was it? Uh, Well, he... Because All Might is not there immediately. Like, he's somewhere else. He's somewhere else, yes. So, Deku... Because Shigaraki is going after some of the other students. And, like, he goes in to fight Shigaraki. And Nomu blocks. And... He kind of I don't remember what exactly yeah, it happens. Is. But uh I know he at least he stalls enough time so All Might and can get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about like again, I think the thing about um One For All is that it's a stockpile quirk, right? So Deku has the powers of All Might and now can cultivate it to his own and increase that as well so he's destined at this point once he can control it to be stronger than all might so at least now he can contend with all might in reality but his body can't contend with the power so his he gets damaged but if he didn't then he'd be as strong as all might right um so in this vein the heroes retreat after the nomu is defeated and everything is fine. You know, all my skitters away. Cause he's about to turn into skinny all my, again, yeah. and that's so far, that's a secret at the moment in time. Yeah. And one for all itself is a secret. So not many people know about it. Right. Um, now at this time, because the league of villains were there, there becomes this looming idea that how did
1: they know? Right. Like, cause what happens is like, uh, sugar Rock and- co-teleport uh, in with a whole cast of thugs and stuff yes and they're like all oh, my should have been here we like we check the schedule and stuff and like how do they get a schedule like how do they know
2: yeah how do they know they would be here how do they know how to get past defenses right. everything
1: so then the whole theory is like is there someone within ua
2: that is co-aligned
1: is a saucy baka <laughs> with league of villains. Yeah.
2: So, keep that in mind because um that's something that'll be referenced within these parts um every once in a blue moon.
1: Yeah, that's going to be on the test. So, you put down your notes. Put that in your notes. Put that in your notes. <laughs> uh,
2: if you don't take notes and you don't know this stuff in comment, we're going to it's a thousand lashes to everybody.
1: <laughs> this will be on the exam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Um so, moving on from there, we have the first tournament arc of oh, the yeah. Shonen <laughs> anime My Hero Academia. Oh yeah, it
1: wouldn't be a Shonen without, without a
2: tournament arc. So this is Class One A fighting against each other. Um, now there are two fights I'd I'd rather talk about briefly, yeah. and I think because we're going on this theme about this correlation between Bakugo and Deku, right? Because that's what we're mainly focusing right. on. Right. So. I think you see something in Bakugo like that he's not just a piece of shit in this <laughs> in this portion because you see him fight Ochako A.K.A. Gravity, mm-hmm. and now just to clarify because we haven't really talked about her quirk. Her quirk is levitation.
1: Well, it's, kinda it's like anti-gravity. Anti-gravity like if kind of like anti gravity. Anti gravity. She touches something with all five fingers, then it will start to float.
2: Yes, yeah, so she can float herself, objects. Yeah. Vice versa. However, her drawback is that she gets nauseous. If she does it too much. Yeah. Um, so in that vein, she has to fight Bakugo who declares here. Like this is also live for like people who are at home and on the streets. Like it's like a big stadium. It's a big stadium. It's this big event. It's like the NCAA tournaments or, or, or college football. You know, everyone can it's watch It's WrestleMania. It. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh.
2: Um, so everyone's watching, and Bakugo declares that he's going to be number one, and that no one can contest with him at the school. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, pe- he. This is the first time he gets like a bad rep to a degree because he comes off really arrogant and like an asshole.
1: Well, because like, um, I mean, just comparing the two quirks, like, uh, Yoraka is kind of this like bubbly girl sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. very like a cinnamon roll. If you yeah. Will. A cinnamon roll that's a
2: good way to describe it and you
1: have this the guy who wants his hero name to be king murder what was it what was like murder king murder explosion yes yeah, so
2: king murder explosion god or something like yeah. that
1: so like it's very obvious like yeah the crowd wants to root with, with like the cute girl not yeah. this asshole
2: but the thing is that you see is that like People are worried because they think de- uh, Bakugo is going too hard on her. Yeah, but what you don't realize is it's because he respects her and her powers, and he knows if he doesn't go hard that he can lose. Yeah, which shows some type of um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking virtue.
1: And and uh, well, like Bakugo has like a respect threshold, right? It's yes, like if you reach a certain level of power in his eyes or ability then he starts like okay all right like i'm still gonna beat you but i'm gonna take you seriously so
2: yeah yeah like he can he can like he won't like you know berate you because he respects your yeah. abilities and he still thinks he's superior because that's bakugo but yeah. yeah so bakugo does end up winning the fight uh, and moving on um but she puts up a good show and it's a it's good development for her because she she tries hard and she she's like one of those people who will speak like everyone has their own reasons for becoming a hero in this class. Yeah. And hers is money. Um, her parents are poor and they talk about money a lot. So she's kind of like been conditioned to like worry about that stuff. Yeah. And uh, her first ambitions, you know, when she goes to school is to make money. Um, as a hero, so that way she doesn't have to be broke anymore. Or yeah. her parents don't have to be broke anymore. Um, but as time goes on, you'll start to see that goal shift, and you see how the main character, Deku, has a you know an impact on on the people in his class. Yeah. Um, the second fight of the tournament would be Todoroki versus Deku. Now, we haven't really discussed Todoroki, but he is one of the big three, you can say, yeah. of the story. Um, and this would be a good segment to really talk about him. Do you want to get
1: into that, Michael? Yeah. So Zuko,
2: (laughs) (laughs) seriously though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So basically Todoroki is one of the like recommended students, right? He gets in on recommendation because his father is the second hero, like the second rated hero endeavor. Right. Yes. And, like at first, when you meet Todoroki, he's kind of very he's an edgelord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a super edge, yeah. He's he's your Sasuke, he's your like, I'm here to win and I'm there to make friends, and yeah, it's yes. like I don't, I
2: just need power, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm ambivalent to good and evil, you know? yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, because so, like he literally goes up to Deku and it is I like, use
2: Ouija boards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he goes up to Deku and he's like, "You're my enemy for this tournament," and it's like, "Okay, like, yeah." <laughs> Deku's just like, "All right, All right sure." <laughs> um, but you find out like there's a there's a big uh feud of sorts going on between him and his father, and because Todoroki has like a dual quirk,
2: yeah. So, like we mentioned earlier, that having multiple quirks is relatively taboo and not something that happens. And like I said, there's like not people can't handle having multiple essentially. Well, to some extent.
1: Well, also cause like if two people like have a child and they both have different quirks, the quirks sometimes kind of like meld.
2: Yeah. They kind of fuse. Yeah. Um, so, I think, like, let's prefix and talk about Endeavor a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because it's important to why Todoroki is the way he is, right? So, Endeavor is the number two hero. He has a fire quirk where he can, like, set himself ablaze and shoot flames and, like, all these other things. Um, At one point in time, he created this move called f- uh, Flame Fire Fist or something of that nature. It was his most damning and most powerful move whatsoever He's that he's cultivated, right? Yeah. As immense fire, immense heat, etc. But it came at a cost in the sense that he realized that his body will overheat if he goes that hot consistently. Yeah. And he realized his limits and, and, and came to the conclusion that he can never surpass all might. With his current form.
1: And that's a big thing for him. Because like he's obsessed.
2: With surpassing yeah. All Might. He for some reason he can't. Living in All Might's shadow for him has been so traumatic. That it's the only thing that he lives for. So he comes up with this big brain idea. <laughs> <laughs> where oh, where he finds this woman. Who comes from a nice family. That has an ice quirk. He pays them off. Marries her. And is pretty much with her solely to have the perfect child. Who will have the ice and fire quirks that will be able to, you know, mend his own quirk and surpass All Might.
1: Yeah, so uh, you can really tell this is a healthy relationship and a healthy family dynamic of every time he has a kid, he tests them to see if they're the right quirk fusion, and if they're not good enough, he just basically discards them.
2: Yeah, doesn't care about them anymore. So, Shoto was his prized possession at, and his success so he treated him extremely hard. He trained them hard. He pushed them very, very hard and it's not the first time the abuse has occurred in the family to the point where his mother has a, a mental breakdown and Kind of sees endeavor within him within Shoto, yeah. and throws boiling water at his face; hence the scar. Yeah, you can't s- exactly you can't really, see, really it. see it on this side, but he has a scar on his red hair side, yeah. on his fire side, um, from the boiling water. It put his mother into a mental institute. It, the Todoroki family is pretty fucked up;
1: it's pretty bad.
2: So he hates his father and refuses to use his fire quirk, and only uses his ice quirk to 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 shit on his dad, pretty much.
1: Yeah. It's spite. Yes. Like, I will never be you. I would I never succeed with your quirk. I will use it with my own.
2: Yes. So, this is an impactful moment when it, we come back to Deku versus Todoroki or Shoto, just for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you see at this point in time that Deku is trying to save Shoto um, in the sense that he's saying that that quirk, that fire quirk, everything with your dad, it's not... It's not him. It's you. It's what you make of it, right? And I want to fight you at your best, like your full power. Like, don't let him, like you know,
1: like this power is yours. Right? Yes,
2: this power is yours. So, like again, you see an example of it's not a Deku could maybe win if he just uses his ice quirk, but he, yeah,
1: I look Todoroki is literally like, you know, you just give yourself a disadvantage, right? And he's like, yeah, but whatever, <laughs> let's yeah. do this.
2: Seriously, so like. When it was just a 1v1 with quirks, now it's a 2v1, and Deku's satisfied with that because he feels like he he helped uh, Shoto, you know, in that way, and um, uh, uh, Shoto ends up using his fire quirk on Deku. He ends up beating Deku with his combination of his quirks in his crazy battle. And at this time, Deku is making a name for himself as being strong but reckless. Because at this point in time, like we mentioned earlier, whenever he uses his quirk, he, he uses something. it at 100% and breaks something. So he's come to the conclusion that he uses the power with his fingers because yeah. he has multiple. So as opposed to punching and his own arm being just broken and unusable, he uses his fingers one at a time. But it grosses the crowd out it makes him feel kind of weird because he literally breaks his hands and his arms during the whole fight and you can see vividly how bad they are and well
1: because then the um afterwards the healer nurse uh person um uh, she's literally like I am not going to heal these kind of injuries anymore like learn a way to not hurt yourself this like using your power
2: yeah so they have this nurse that can like kiss you and like ed- ed- ed, uh heal your your injuries in a uh a faster,
1: yeah. It's not as sound. It's not as pleasant as it sounds. She's an old lady. Like yeah, it's not like, a, Ooh, like it's like Ugh.
2: yeah. It's not. It's not midnight. Okay. No, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so in that vein, she can heal things, but you know, she's not going to keep doing that with him, and uh, it's not something that he should continue to do because he's damaging himself. And, and also, is
1: I think is it this fight afterwards? You see how badly his. Hands fucked up.
2: Like. Yes, yeah, so it's at this point in time that he starts to gain scars on his hands that won't heal. And he, he, he starts to get told that if he keeps doing this, he's going to get permanent damage that can't be fixed. Right. Um, so, which leads us to the next section, which is the internship arc.
1: Yes. where we start addressing these problems. <laughs> yes.
2: So... Deku and the class end up being able to go on these tiny internships with actual pro heroes. And because most of these pro heroes, like how you have a law firm, they have firms where they have sidekicks and like different areas and districts where they cover. So Deku decides to go to this old guy who was All Might's teacher named Gran Torino. Now Gran Torino's quirk pretty much is that he can kind of bounce around
1: well, he's it's kind of like speed almost. It's like Yeah,
2: it's he propels himself through his feet and he he he's very air, like uh aerodynamic. In yeah. the sense that he has he can like dash around and fly like
0: wow,
2: you know, all the way around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gives Deku the big brain idea to be like instead of using a 100% of One For All in one section of your body, try to lower the percentage down and use it throughout all your body Channel it through all your body So then not one limb Or one finger Or vice versa Is taking the full force Of what you're distributing
1: Yeah so then uh, Deku dubs this All for one folk, Oh no one for all
2: full <laughs> I was about to say I was Whoops. like uh, This is the This is the Dark timeline
1: <laughs> where,
2: where All Might Said you can't be a hero And he brutally Stabs All Might Deku is all quirk. for one son <laughs> Yeah right
1: <laughs> Whoops I can't I mean I feel like all for one Rolls off the tongue better Like I don't know why It does
2: why. One for all All for one
1: All for one it's
2: Yeah okay, <laughs> Anyway yeah So one for all
1: Full cowing. So
2: basically He transfers 5% Of one for all's power throughout his whole body. And he gets like this electricity that's green around him and his aura. Yeah. He's faster. He's stronger. But now he's not breaking limbs. And the goal pretty much is to increase the percentage of full cowling as he proceeds and gets stronger and more uh, capable with the quirk itself. Right. Now, with that in mind, the internship arc ends... And we get one of the more impactful moments, and when my hero really starts to pick up speed.
1: So we need to prefix prefix this during a tournament arc. Another major character, Ida. Yes, right. Uh, he's a uh, he has kind of like a family lineage. of hero.
2: Yeah, of heroes. Yeah, pretty much. His brothers are heroes as well.
1: Yeah. And are they all speed based? Like yes,
2: they-, they all have. So basically, he has engines on his feet, and he can. <laughs> that's like on his calves, pretty much. Like it's he has actual pistons like coming out of his calves. Quarks are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's a speed quirk. Obviously, he's the class president. Um, he's one of uh, Deku's closest friends. Yeah. Um, and because there, him and and uh, Ochaco were the two that actually like first talked to Deku yeah. and like, you know, had him warm up a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, they have a good relationship together and they're, they're ruining each other on.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's, he's very much like the nerd, like by the books. Rule yeah. guy. you know, like. he's the, he's the hall, he's
2: the, the, the class president, the hall pass guy. Yeah. You have your hall pass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's yeah, pretty yeah. much either. Yeah.
1: So then during the tournament arc, he gets a call from his mother that his brother has been attacked by this villain.
2: And this villain's name is Stain. Stain, a.k.a. The Hero Killer. The Hero Killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my boy Stain. So. Stain is an interesting character because his ideology is is that the heroes of today's society do not live up to par to what the term hero means. The only hero that does is All Might. Right. Now and he says that he can only be killed by All Might. Now Stain is a character who actually his origins start in the spin-off series My Hero Vigilantes where he, I'm not gonna get crazy. Okay, like, yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> get crazy. I promise. I'm not gonna get crazy. I want to stay focused. But basically, he fights like this vigilante called like Hero uh, Crusher or something like that, and he gets his ass whooped, mm, okay. and he, you know, hard. And he sees that he sees that kind of the vigilante is what the, the being a hero means, mm. and starts to adopt the title of stain and becomes the hero killer so he uh, like I said heroes have a multitude of reasons for being heroes they can do it for fame they could do it for money they could do it for institutional power they can just do it because they like it gives them pleasure whatever yeah you know there's a multi you know any type of reason it's like why when people want to be celebrities it's like it's money you're popular and like everyone loves you for the most part yeah. you know it's like one of those things so he feels that like that's the wrong way of being a hero. He thinks that the only thing a hero should want to do is uh, save people. Yeah. So he goes around killing people and hurting people, and he's permanently damaged Ida's brother to the point where he can no longer be the hero. Right. Ingenuine or something like that, right? Ingenium in- or. God. <laughs> shit. In- shit. Ingenium. Ingenium? Oh,
1: God. Whatever. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on. And Ningium, right? And it's <laughs> we'll be right back. Cabal <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. No,
2: <laughs> yeah, in, in, ingenium, ingenium. Yeah. So, um, this leads Ida to go on this little revenge path where he's searching for Stain.
1: Yeah. So, like, he he's utilizing his internship as a way to get closer to the location where uh, Stain is uh, chilling.
2: Yes, so it comes to the fact that um he does encounter stain and begins an altercation with
1: stain well, for that even too uh stain is also approached by the league of villains
2: that's true too he is he's approached by the because like the league of villains is trying so the prefix again (laughs) the league of villains is really a shithole like it's not a a powerful organization it's um just a couple guys trying to be (laughs) destructive and they don't really have like any notoriety or anything of the sort now they are there's like you can tell there's someone pulling the strings in the background and that seems like you know who's who is that like you know like they they seem like they have the re- they're the ones who are like funding this operation. Well, yeah,
1: like you, you could tell there is someone probably in the background who's like the mastermind. But meanwhile, Sugar Rocky is kind of like flailing around a Yeah, like he <laughs> he's
2: not he doesn't really know how to, what he's doing. You know, he doesn't have an idea. He's not a leader. Yeah. And the thing about My Hero, which is so good, is that as much as a story about heroes, it's also a story about villains, and you really get to see like their come up, like where you normally have like the protagonist be like this loser who's really weak, and like all these heroes like are building their way up. It's more like the villains are that way because heroes have such a dominance on society at this moment. There's a stigma against... So Stain is like, fuck y'all, pretty much, for the most part. Yeah. And um, so is that a good place to go back? All right. So now Ida is now encountering Stain and they go at it. Now, Stain's quirk is that if he cuts you and licks your blood, you pretty much are... Uh, unable to move.
1: Is that correct? Yeah. If he ingests your blood, like you kind of paralyze and then that's how he's able to kill people so easily. Um, So he manages to uh, nab Ida and then it's like, oh, well. <laughs>
2: Yikes. And he kind of flames Ida too because he's kind of like, you're supposed to be a hero, but you're like doing revenge and you're... Well, literally... yeah, because
1: he catches a stain while he's about to get another guy yeah so it's like why didn't you rescue that hero well you just came after me for revenge that's not heroic like you should have tried yeah to save like, him
2: instead of saving him it's and it also goes back to the ideology about saving people is the most important thing right Above being a hero in general and the fact that like you know he was so bloodthirsty and like so revengeful you know yeah i'm vengeance um <laughs> that he uh that he he lost sight of what it really means to be a hero, but then you find Deku, yeah, who comes in and saves Ida from being attacked, and he has his brawl,
1: oh, that's why, because while the stain thing's happening, um nomu attacked that location, yes too. because
2: Shigaraki is deciding to to try to kill or. Uh, hurt stain in some type of way. So he's trying to blame, or he's trying to—I don't right in some way. He's trying to almost make it seem like stain is a part of them. I think by having him be operating while Nomu or
1: he's hopping onto. (laughs) Yeah, he's
2: kind of hopping onto uh, stain's notoriety because stain is starting to get like attention. Yeah, and um, so the heroes are out
1: and about. Yeah,
2: trying to stop everything. Yeah,
1: because Deku and um, what's his. And Torino and are on a train to the same city district area just to do some basic hero stuff and then the no attack happens. So then uh Deku knows that Ida is there and then finds his internship partner and is like, We can't find where Ida is. Yeah. And then it's like, uh oh.
2: <laughs> yes. So Deku finds him. And he starts to fight Stain, and Stain takes an interest in Deku because he's starting to see Deku's tendencies yeah. of saving people. Deku also sends a quick text yeah. to Shoto. Um, what well, is also- the whole
1: class, right? Is like like SOS mass text? I think so. Yeah. But
2: Shoto's the one that sees it and is in the area. Yeah. So he comes as well, Um, and basically Deku gets hit. Yeah. By the blood thing, too. So, he's out. And then they all kind of start to fight against it.
1: Well, because they realize it's by blood types of how much you're affected. Yeah. So, then... uh I don't know. Like... What was it... Deku has a shorter time than Ido or something?
2: That's... Yes. Yes. So... All in all... Um, And like I said, we, you know, we can go into the nitty gritty, you know, play by play of exactly how the fight goes down, but we're not going to do that. We don't want to spoil the fun. If you're interested, you can watch it yourself Mm. in that regard. But essentially they come to, uh, you know, a standstill, multiple heroes come and Stain is apprehended. Yeah. Um, Now, but there's this intricate scene that is broadcasted, I
1: believe, right? Well, because what happens is they defeat Stain, you know, and it's like um, Endeavor comes along. Yes. Like. He's the official hero, so it's like he needs to arrest him and stuff. And at that moment, a winged Nomu comes down and snags Deku. And the heroes can't reach him in time. So he starts like being lifted off. And Stain actually is the one who takes down a Nomu.
2: And saves Deku. Yeah.
1: And he does this whole big speech about like heroes and stuff. And that gets captured and broadcast. And that starts a whole new thing.
2: Yes, so now <laughs> the thing is about Stain and it also shows about his character that's impactful again is that Stain doesn't hate heroes. He hates fake heroes and it's just his ideology of what fake hero means. Yeah. So he's tre- he he looks at Deku as an All Might like figure. Mm-hmm. So therefore he saves him because he thinks he's of value to the hero world. Yes. He yeah. doesn't want villainy. He just wants heroes to be genuine and true. Which is like an admirable thought, but the way he's going about it obviously is horrific. You know what I mean?
1: It's, I mean, very aptly, if you want to make a comparison to Batman, it's the Riddler thing. of yeah. like He hates the corruption of the city, so his method to route this is like mass slaughter.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's fighting corruption with corruption. Yeah, right. And um, so this leads to villains, ironically, being inspired. Now, because... Stain has been associated now with the League of Villains. People join the League of Villains in honor of Stain. Right. So you get Dobby, who is this fire user who's all burnt up and looks weird. And he says that he's a Stain follower. And then you get Toga, yeah. who is this crazy girl who loves blood. And she she can, you know, use the quirks of the people.
1: Well, she, like... Uh, she can
2: uh, I'm sorry she does not use the quirk. excuse me I'm getting ahead of myself that she can turn into the uh, the person who she consumes the blood of yeah and she's like obsessed with blood and she's kind of psycho you get uh, Twice who is this uh, character who can duplicate himself and others but he has this like multiple personality disorder thing where he's not sure if he's just a copy or the real one. Yeah. And he has like this weird thing where he can't take off his mask. Oh, there's all these damaged people. And he gets that crocodile dude. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> forgetting his name now. Spinner? Spinner. 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 And Mr. Compress as well. Yes. Yeah, so the League of Villains has now expanded due to Stain's influence, even Stain, excuse me, Stain's influence, even though Stain is not really even associated with the League of Villains. And
1: Shigaraki's seething. He's like, "Yes. Yeah. I I had my Nomu and then Stain came along and he made it all about him and <laughs> Yeah,
2: like- so Shigaraki's kind of a kid in the sense that he's older than like he's like 16 maybe and and like maybe is 17. He? he yeah, he's he's young. He's still a teenager. Is he Oh, but he's older than Deku yeah, and, and yeah. them cuz they're like 14, 15. He is older, but he's still a teenager. So he's kind of immature and he wants notoriety, like he wants to be the number 1 villain, for example. So he's pissed that he doesn't get the fame that he that he wants yeah. essentially at this time. He's still not really a, a leader, you know, they're they're broke and don't have any money and don't have any resources and, you know, yeah. they're they're working their way out. So that ends, and we get the next arc, which would be the camp uh, arc. Actually,
1: yes. Before we get before there, we get there, I think never mind. One thing to address. Sure, let's do it. So, in a sort of like what's it called, a slice of life episode. Yes, like it's the class one A hanging out and stuff. Sure, and they go to the mall, right? Yeah, and while there, Sugar uh, kind of takes. Uh, Deku hostage
2: that's true he does do that
1: and it's like in public and like you can't tell it's Shigaraki yet so and he like he starts asking him questions like I don't understand why does everyone love stain and like like why about us we invaded the UA and stuff but like that's already off the radar yeah and Deku in this kind of like okay, well either I answer him or I get killed sort of thing.
2: Yeah so Shigaraki has four fingers on him and he just needs one more to de-tay, 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 decapitate. <laughs> decay Deku by the neck
1: yeah. uh, and Deku's like well Stain had like an ideology like he had a motive that was understandable you just have nothing it's just anarchy. Yeah and that kind of starts off like that clicks something and she it's like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, oh. I need to have a goal. He needs to have a goal. All
2: right. Now we're moving on yeah. to the campfire arc. Right. So this is like another training scenario where they're in the woods in this like secluded area where no one is supposed to know about except for the teachers and the kids. And um, basically they, they meet... This, uh, sis- this sister family that are, like, cats and shit. And they have, like, certain abilities and they're slightly training them. And you also see this little kid, uh, Koda or something, right? Yeah, 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 And he hates heroes because his parents were heroes and killed by a villain. Um, so he's not a big fan of heroes very much at all. And um, you get this scenario where the League of Villains sees... So it ties back to the, tr- uh, the tournament arc because they saw how Bakugo is so brash... And doesn't really give a shit about civilians. Yeah. That they think that he, they can turn him to a villain, right? Right. So the whole point is now this is the Bakugo kidnapping arc where the League of Villains have found the students and are yeah. now, uh, and are now attacking um, the students. So now the students either have to hide, um, fight, or or get away from you know get to the, the teachers and get away from the villains. Yeah. Um, so you get this um you get this one scene with this character named Dobby. So the Dobby character is a fire user and you get several two scenes with him that are impactful. One you see on the screen is with this character named Aoyama. So he's the laser guy, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's terrified of the villains and is hiding in a bush and Dobby is walking past him. Now you see in the scene that Dobby notices that someone is in the bushes and keeps walking. So yeah. it gives you some illusion as to what's going on, because again, you're like, how do they know they were there if this is some top secret thing? Mm-hmm. How do they? How are they getting this information? Right? Yeah. The second scene with Dobby is when he is interacting with Shoto, and he says his full name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and he gives him this look, and there's just this tone about Dobby that seems like he knows who Shoto is yeah and sh- and dobby has a fire quirk because dobby is the most mysterious character in the show for a long time where you just don't know much about his his motives or like what he's doing or his reasonings or who he is you yeah know, nothing is and like obviously he looks we his not like you know his skin is melted off mm. he has like stitches and like holding some skin pieces together and like
1: you don't. What's his? What's his story? You know. Yeah, because even within the league, like, because you have Togo, who's kind of bashing crazy, but she still follows like Shigaragi's orders and mm-hmm. stuff. Like Dobby is sort of this like he doesn't care at all of what's happening. He's just kind of like there.
2: He's there for a means to an end, but what is that end? And that's something that you have to figure out throughout the story. Yeah.
1: Um. And then. The second big thing.
2: The second big thing is Deku's fight with Muscular. So, Muscular is this villain that has joined the League of Villains, and he basically can compile muscle fibers on his body and make himself extremely strong. Now, he, Muscular has encountered Koda, the child that was a part of this campfire thing that's with the sisters, And, um, you see that this muscular character is the one that killed Coda's parents. Yeah. So now he's terrified. Muscular doesn't give a shit about killing children or anybody. He's a a psychopath. He's a psycho, like a full on psycho. So he encounters Deku and this is Deku's true test in terms of his skills. So Deku attempts to use full cowling and fight Muscular and it's just not going his way. To the point where he he decides and realizes that the only way to really defeat this guy is to use 100% of One For All, right? Hmm. So he's doing it, his arms are bloody and beaten up and Kota's just like, "Bro, stop. Like, don't do this. Like, you're going to die." Like, yeah. whatever. And and Deku's like, "It doesn't matter. I just need to save you." Yeah. So another instance of Deku and now you're starting to see something that's almost flawed about his ideology about saving people is that he'll do it no matter what the cost is to himself. Right. So his arms are, are, are messed up. His legs are messed up. Everything is just, he's, he's broken yeah. and he, he finally, and it's like literally all broken bones. His arms are shattered. He's punching muscular with all his might. This one last shot yeah. digging so deep into one for all and does a one million percent Detroit smash. <laughs> And blows this man, <laughs> flies this man like Team Rocket, and uh, freaking just uh, beats muscular. You see this epic shot of Deku's victory pose, and you see Koda in awe of this of this fifteen year old kid. Yeah, and you finally see that Deku's uh, made his first fan. Yes, his first fan of his hero stardom. And this is really a monumental moment where he defeats his first villain no matter what the cost and saves, saves the civilians. Yeah. Um, now, again, the the consequences of this now, you know, come into play because the whole point of this was to single out Bakugo and take him. Yeah. Right? And uh, Deku is now with fellow, uh, you know, classmates and is with Bakugo to some degree. And you see that Kirogiri's portal but shows up right behind Bakugo yeah. and they grab him. Now, Deku is is trying desperately to get to Bakugo in time, but he's so broken from his fight with Muscular that he just falls and is unable to do so, and that's his first failure yeah. as a hero as well as a consequence.
1: And also, they don't just get Bakugo. They get one of the sisters too.
2: Yes, yeah, so one of the sisters is taken. And his her quirk
1: is stolen. Yes, because now we finally go to the League of Villains, and uh, there's a bar, there's our boy. <laughs> yes,
2: so this is the Bakugo rescue arc. So, at this moment in time, the heroes formulate a plan because they find out where they're hiding, and to save Bakugo. So, all my the students, well, the students initially make a plan to to save him on their own. Yeah, that's the like it's it's Kirishima, Ida, Bakugo, and uh, Momo. and isn't it's not Momo, is it? Yep,
1: Momo because she too? she puts the tracker.
2: On. Oh, so it's Momo as well. Yeah. So isn't it um, what's his face, the electric guy?
1: Isn't he there too? No,
2: Denki or whatever. Is no, his no, name? no, no, no. He's not there.
1: It's yeah, because it's Ida Ida, try stopping them. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like he's like you're doing the same thing I did with Stony. yeah, right, um. So it becomes it only allows it to happen if he like comes and supervises and makes sure they don't do anything. So Ida Deku Momo Todoroki Kirishima.
2: Okay. Yeah. So they all formulate this plan to, to save um, Bakugo, And to cut, like, you know, to, to not to fill in gaps, but just to get into the next scene. Um, basically, the, the main heroes, like the actual pro-licensed heroes, also come and attack. And All Might also attacks the bar where they're being
1: held. So the prefects is, while uh, uh, Bakugo's in the chair, <laughs> uh, they try coercing him to their side.
2: And he refuses.
1: Yeah. And... You can see a little more of Bago's philosophy of like, like I'm never going to be a villain ever. Like fuck you guys, I'm going to be the number one hero.
2: Yeah. So like, even no matter how brash or how violent or how cruel he may seem, he still wants to be a hero. He doesn't want to side with the villains.
1: Yeah, which mm. is interesting because like, you know, King Murder Explosion, right? <laughs> yeah, King <Queen> Murder
2: <laughs> Explosion guys has a nice villain ring to it. But. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so the heroes come in, all my smashes in, and they're able to get Bakugo out of, like, you know, the room, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it comes to this point where you create this, a uh, character, um, team-up, where they, where Bakugo kind of, um... They kind of so they, they realize so there's this thing about them that they understand. Like, you know, we've been talking a lot about Deku and Bakugo, right? And how they have all this history. But Deku and Bakugo at this time are not really on good terms. Yeah. Oh, we should also prefix that. I forgot to mention this, like way earlier on. So we're gonna run we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> run back really quickly to like before the camp, before the tournament. Deku tells Bakugo about his about his quirk.
1: Well, Not in full,
2: not entirely, but he does mention that he's received it from All Might. He knows.
1: Uh, I don't know if he explicitly said it's from All Might. I think he said he was like given a power. No, I'm pretty sure he knows it's from All Might. Does he? I don't don't remember because he's
2: part of the loop and he doesn't find out later on. He's been he's part of the loop ever from that point on to some extent, hmm. So Let's just say okay. Girl <laughs> finds out, essentially, yeah. but he doesn't tell anyone because it's supposed to be a secret. And for All Might's sake, he doesn't tell anybody, not for Deku,
1: essentially. I think this happens after. You think this happens after it, this? It happens in the uh, big fight. No, it
2: doesn't because he already knows. He's like, you still haven't made that power of your own yet. Um, so just, I'm mixing up details. You're mixing up details, but he finds out before this happens. I know for a fact he does. Okay. You, if someone in the audience can prove us wrong or knows better, leave a comment and let us know. Yeah. Um, so we're going back now. Okay. So he, they're they're not friends, but Bakugo is friends with Kirishima. And Kirishima is the red-haired guy whose quirk is that he can harden his body like a rock, yeah. essentially. And what they do is that they launch themselves...
1: Well, well we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit. All right, let's prefix, let's prefix. Okay, so let's start off with... While there's a raid on the bar, there's also a raid on another location where they think all the Nomu stuff is happening. Mm. So two hero groups go and raid. That's true. And they they basically seize the Nomu base and it's like, all right, cool. And then the figure steps out, our main villain, if you will, all for one. <laughs> and this man... This monster just absolutely wrecks all these heroes.
2: Yeah, it's like top three heroes, top four heroes. Yeah, and they just get bodied. They get
1: bodied almost instantly. And he also like saves the group, the villains from the bar. Like he he, like warps them out and then warps Nomu's in. (laughs) And like you like Bakugou gets sucked away, and you see, oh my, like no, like yeah, and you're like, oh fuck, like what is this guy's deal and uh Deku and the group are literally outside the Nomu factory and they're all like holding their breaths because this this man is like raiding just such evil intent. You're like like if they and get power, found out, Well they
2: saw what he did to yeah. the to the, the freaking so like this warehouse is like where they keep planes. Let's yeah. like you know, like picture that like kind of building and it's just obliterated into a crater. Right. So all all for one is the mastermind that's been on the TV coaching Shigaraki and giving him some resources. And he basically reveals himself. We've talked about him before. So now you guys have a reference to like, you know, who he is. Yeah. And um, you don't really like we mentioned that he gives and takes quirks. Right. But he can hold as many quirks as he wants and use them. Yeah. So he can compile different quirks together. Like like when he can do uh. Two strength quirks, two speed quirks, and an air force quirk. Yeah. And use it all at once. Right. To create this, ima- a, And you know. And he's been around. Jaw-dropping blast. For
1: like hundreds of years. Hundreds ago. of
2: years. And no one really knows how, at least at yeah. first. You can assume that maybe something with his quirks or some experience experiments, like, you know, yeah. like how the Nomu made, like maybe there's
1: something that ties to that. So, but like he's got, he's amassed like hundreds of quirks now. Like he is stock full of them. So, like he, like, he, you see one point, like, he's, he's got the ability to teleport people. He's got these, like, red tentacle things that can sort of force people to activate their quirks. It's like, you don't really know what powers he has, and you're kind of, like, afraid to confront of, like... Yeah. Because you don't know
2: what he can do. He basically has an arsenal, and he, like, anything that you can combat him with, he has something to counter it, essentially. Yeah. Or vice versa. So, like, he is like the apex predator, yeah, of the story for the most part. And his flaw with his quirk is that he he almost has an addiction to take quirks, right? Um, so you see him enter the field. Michael, take it away.
1: So, uh, he you also find out he's he took um the sister's quirk, the search quirk, the search quirk, um, uh, and which will come into play later on, yeah. And the Deku and Ko are, again, right outside a building holding their breaths. And, like, you see a flash image of Deku's mind. of Like, if they get found out, they are instantly dead. Like, they're going to yeah. be plastered against the cement. And uh, at that moment, the League has also showed up. And, like, all, all for one's, like, is like, you you didn't fail yet. Don't worry. We can still make this work. It's okay. Yeah. It, like, it's a very weird it's a weird dynamic. At first, because it's like, you don't see a reason why he's babying Shigaraki so much. Yeah. Um, and but then... But the
2: prefix, All for One and Shigaraki go hand in hand. Like, like, basically, how Deku is uh successor to All Might, Shigaraki is the successor to All for
1: One. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, out of the sky, comes All Might. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in and just goes on All for One. And thus begins the battle of the titans.
2: (laughs) Now, All Might wants to go in on this man, but he knows that Bakugo is in the vicinity, and he can't go all out and not get Bakugo hurt. Right. So now Deku and Co. have to devise a
1: plan. So that that's
2: where to get him out, and that's where I was going. So I appreciate, thank you for stopping me and and giving details. (laughs) So. Basically, they make this plan to see who's faster and how can they propel themselves. Right. And they make this kind of ramp thing and boost themselves in the air. Yeah. Now, th- again, Deku and Bakugo are not buddy buddies, right? right. And they want Bakugo to number not only, one, understand what they're trying to do, but also accept the invitation to be saved, right? right? So what they do is, is that they launch everyone in the air and the last person to really, or at the forefront, is... Kirishima because he's actually Bakugo's friend. Right. So what Bakugo does is that he uses his explosion quirk to fly himself Yeah. like like a little like a torpedo right. in the air and catches Kirishima's hand and they're they're able to make their escape.
1: Yeah, and uh, that was really cool.
2: It's a really cool scene yeah. in general of teamwork. Now all might can go in Yeah. and fight at 100% capacity. So you have all for one Versus One for All.
1: A.K.A. All Might. Right.
2: And it's this crazy battle.
1: So what's interesting about this fight. Is that. You see. All for One. Is. Not just a powerhouse of destruction. He's also a psycho. Like manipulator. Well he's a tactician. Yeah. For sure. And. His whole game. Is just. Eroding someone's will. And they're like mind just breaking them down yeah because he his whole fight with this is like i'm i'm just gonna be i'm gonna match you on your level i'm only gonna use physical like punchy quirks because i'm gonna fight how you fight right and then it's like he hits him with like the big reveals right like you see like all my is basically like He's on the last, last vestiges of, uh, of one for all. Yeah, and like he's, you see him. He's like midway through shifting back into his old form.
2: Yeah. So, he, so go back to um, just a prefix. Yeah. Okay. To go <laughs> to go back. Um. All might, like we've mentioned, has this thing where he has a time limit on how long he can use one for all. And since he's given one for all completely to Deku, he has a flame in his in his heart. You can say just to visualize this, right? Yeah. It's an ember of the power. And the time limit: the more he uses it, the ember burns. It's like a, it's like a, a candle or a match. You know, the more you burn, it's gonna. You know, the longer you leave it, it's going to burn away, right? So he's on his last legs of the the remaining power that he has for one for all. And when he doesn't have that ability because of his injuries, he's like that skinny version of himself, right? Right. So you see when he's like literally on E, you know, when (laughs) it comes to his abilities that he's half skinny, half muscular, and he's really pushing it to stay in that form.
1: And like a news Cather is showing up and like people can now see... Like the truth, so
2: like to the def- so part of the secret is out, yeah. That all might is not in top form anymore, right?
1: And then, uh, all for one drops a bomb of Shigaraki's true identity.
2: So, we've we've mentioned that all might has had a, a successor, right? Yeah. Her name is Nana Shimura, a predecessor, Sh- a predecessor, excuse me. I'm sorry, a predecessor. Her name is Nana Shimura. She is the senpai to All Might, and she died, saving All Might and fighting all for one. Right. He ran. He he went to America for to hide, pretty much, and to train, mm. and then returned to Japan when he was ready. Um. But he obviously his master is is uh is holds a special place in his heart, and he has a lot of adornment for her. Right. Yeah. So he all for one, knowing this and wanting nothing more than to crush All Might manipulated this master plan and revealed it to him and what is that master plan, Michael?
1: Is that Shigaraki is actually Tamura Shimura, right? The grandson of Nanashimura. Right. And that's like a huge blow of like your predecessor's descendant is a villain, sort of thing. Right.
2: And to make to make matters worse, in alignment with an all alignment for one.
1: Yeah. And Edge, like, cause uh, that's the thing with all for one. He like psychologically, like just eats away at you. That's his real power. He
2: has plans on plans on plans. <laughs> that man,
1: the giga brain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I was 12 moves ahead of you sort of
1: thing.
2: <laughs> Fucking 60 chess or something. Yeah, really.
1: <laughs> um, And you know that like all my is completely in his skeletal form and like uh, because Gran is also there, and he's like he's got batted away like no problem, mm-hmm. and there's someone, some random civilian in the wreckage, and, like calling for help, and like everyone's kind of like, oh my, like come on, you can do it, and with his last power, he goes in, and does this giant smash,
2: and defeats all for one.
1: United States of smash, smash <laughs> plus ultra yeah <laughs> and just just like punches this man into the ground and he's just like done
2: done gg's however the rest of the league does escape but all for one is apprehended yeah. now shigaraki is alone in that matter cuz his his master and his uh his bank yeah. pretty much yeah. are captured yeah but this comes once again at a giant cost where All Might is no longer the symbol of peace. He no longer has one for all. And he says the iconic line that Deku and the whole world sees on the
1: prompters and TVs, you're next. Right. And the, you know the world takes it, it as like like any villains out there, like you're next. Like I, I can take you down too. But Deku knows. But Deku knows it's his time now he is now it's his turn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chainsaw the chainsaw's in the background really,
2: uh, <laughs> we apologize we apologize but hey you know we can't stop chainsaw man from doing its thing yeah it's <laughs> it's like talk about me <laughs> <laughs> maybe we will
0: hmm hmm,
2: hmm. anyway so, so At this point in time, this is where the fall of hero society begins. The
1: the, the little trickles.
2: The little trickles. So All Might was the symbol of peace and pretty much holding it down on its own. Right. And you start to see the flaws in that because once he's gone now, like the power grab is there for who takes over next. and. Endeavor becomes the number one hero at the moment in time. And that's a huge thing that we'll get into mm-hmm. at a later time. Um, and, and just fight. There's a bunch of things that go on. And Deku now feels the pressures of being the successor. Because he's, he's next in line to fight all for one and Shigaraki if necessary.
1: Yeah, like... I mean... Uh, when the broadcast goes out, like... As everyone's cheering, you see him like crying and sobbing and breaking down. And someone notices
2: someone who we've been talking about this whole time uh our boy bakugo and deku so we now come to this point where bakugo is frustrated yeah and is angry with deku and obviously, that's been a staple this whole entire time. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's more accentuated to the point where he challenges Deku when they're not supposed to fight outside of the school. They're not supposed to leave the campus. They're fighting
1: in the streets. They're out, they're, they're for the streets. Well, they're in um, one of the... Uh training ground like the testing zones yeah but you know what i mean they're, yeah, for, yeah, they're yeah. for the streets yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they get into this big brawl and you kind of get to see now since the first fight the progression like bakugo wants to believe that he's still better than deku but he can't he can't not acknowledge the jump in power that Deku has achieved in this small yeah. amount of time. And he's now... Now that he knows that, you know, Deku's power is not his own in the sense that he wasn't born with it. But he won't respect Deku with this quirk until Deku makes it his own. So... You have like this humongous fight where Deku's doing full cowling, Baku's going his explosions. You see Deku do this like crazy, like B360 spin in the air, yeah, and this is crazy kick. It's and, like, very well animated. Fight, yeah, though. and it's a crazy fight. And like Baku goes arms, gets injured, Deku gets thrown into railings. Yeah. This humongous fight thing. And you see that Bakugo pretty much really reveals his true feelings about this. So the reason why he's so frustrated about everything so far is because he allowed himself to get captured. Deku tried to save him. So his superiority complex is in place because Deku is trying to save him. Even though he's broken, he can't be saved. Yeah, Bakugo can't can save himself. And the fact that he got captured was the catalyst for the ending of the, the, uh, All Might's career being ended.
1: Yeah, so he blames himself.
2: He blames himself for what happened to All Might. And All Might is not only Deku's idol, but Bakugo's as well. Yeah. So imagine that you're like think about a celebrity or or a person in your life, a family member, anyone who you admire and is like someone very special to you. And imagine that you ended their career. Like how does that feel? Yeah. So he's very frustrated, and you you get all this like built up frustration out, and they end up getting up in the air, and Bakugo shoots this humongous blast down, yeah. pins Deku, and beats Deku. Right. Right. So Bakugo wins this fight, and um, number one, that's like kind of a win to his ego, but almost like a death to his ego. Yeah. And now you're we're getting into this phase where they now instead of becoming are instead of being enemies. Have now fully established themselves into this rival territory. Yeah, a healthier rival territory. Right, and we'll start to see how that progresses and moves forward in the next part.
1: Yeah, right. Like <laughs> we are only what one third of the way for the yeah. story. <laughs> we we
2: we had this like fat list of like all the things that we're gonna do, and it's super long. So <laughs> yeah, we realize like we can't bang it out. We don't want to force you guys to listen to that.
1: <laughs> you know Encyclopedia in first place. of my yeah, hero events. yeah like
2: <laughs> you know we want to take it in parts give everyone a chance to you know uh go through and also maybe you know this stuff to a T, and then you want to maybe brush up more on another part of it and now you have that option when the next part comes out and um yeah we, we really appreciate this guy I, I had fun doing this i mean
1: it's very interesting because uh, when did my hero start like i mean it started shortly
2: after naruto ended which was like 2015 2016 yeah
1: and you know watching a series kind of evolve over time in like we're going back all the way to the beginning and stuff and you're like you kind of remember like oh yeah like
2: yeah like is going through this i'm like remembering things about it as we're talking about it it's nice to like reminiscing it because we're so far from where we're we're finishing off this episode like in terms of like the manga content and yeah. like even the anime, you know. Um, and there's so much more to be discussed. But it's nice to take a look back at the beginnings of everything and really getting in perspective.
1: Yeah, and I mean like we covered, I guess, if we are anime only, we like covered, I guess, all the way to season three. That's what we basically talked about this episode.
2: Yes, and uh, we'll continue on from that in the next one.
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to say... Speaking of the anime, what a good soundtrack that stuff is. Oh, man. Oh, I know. I mean, the the
2: voice actors, the art, the animation, everything from Studio Bones is... Pretty top-notch, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And um, you have to respect the grind that they put and the love they put into this series and the love that the fans and we have for this series because we do, I mean, I love this series. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, it's definitely...
2: It I, pisses yeah. me off sometimes, but <laughs> for sure. But I, I do love this series, and uh, I love I love what Deku and, and what the world stands for.
1: I mean, I think uh, we'll we get to this more when we released the last episode of this where we kind of, like, talk about My Hero as a whole and what we think. Sure. But, like... You know, I can. you know, it's a shonen, like, all right, sure. But like for it being a shonen, it does things very well. Yeah. Like it, even the tropey stuff.
2: Yeah, it handles cliches and makes it original to some extent. Like you know what I mean? You don't. Yeah. You don't expect it to go the way you think it does a lot. Like it, because a lot of people have fan theories. Sometimes they pan out, but sometimes they're handled differently than what you think. Yep. And other times they're just completely out of left field. So it does give you a lot of moments to be like, "Whoa!" Like jaw dropping. Yep.
1: You know, Some s- characters are not handled as well as they should be. Some mm. characters are handled really.
2: Every well. Every story is flawed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. And but so- you know what? For what it is, you know, and especially so far we've talked about, like it certainly has lived up to the
2: hype oh 100% I agree so yeah that is our first part 1 analysis of the story so far My Hero Academia Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed if you want to see more of this content please leave a like make a comment subscribe to our channel it helps us a lot we also have audio only episodes like 30 plus episodes of audio only content you can find on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Google wherever you fancy um, we just recently dropped A first episode of a Let's Play for Dark Souls So if part yeah, one <laughs> um, I'm playing it, Michael's being my coach And I'm torturing myself for your entertainment So please, you know, take a listen You know, watch our video Leave a like, all that stuff really helps us out We have a Twitter, Instagram And new TikTok that will be active soon Even though we keep saying that <laughs> It will have clips upcoming shortly. So if you want to stay in contact with us and, you know, be part of our little community, um, you know, like those pages and subscribe to those pages as well. Um, This has been great. Thank you guys so much. I'm Jake.
1: I'm Michael. Peace. United States of America
0: i yes. 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 ah. <laughs>